discussing a possibility of uh, a future conference with a friend of mine during the week, he said, you should come along to the one I attend each year for the last four years. He said, work pays for it, it's a four-day conference, and it's the most wonderful one I attend, I've ever attended. So I'm thinking, oh, conferences, you've got to travel somewhere, they're all a bit busy and you stay up late at night and all of those things. It just sounded like a whole lot of hard work. And he said, it's called the Happiness Conference. Ah, started I to think, that sounds like something I could enjoy. What would they do at a Happiness Conference? Certainly they'd have to start by giving you a block of chocolate as soon as you arrive. That'd get you in the right mood and, and any conference talks would not start before 10.30 or 11 in the morning so that you could have a good sleep in. I'm thinking of all of the things that I might have enjoyed on a conference. And he quickly told me, no, it's not about finding out what you enjoy, it's what makes you happy. Now that's an interesting concept, what makes you happy? I know the things that give me momentary pleasure. I know the things that excite me from time to time. I know the things that I'm just pleased about. But genuine happiness, what does that feel like? I know what sadness feels like, that's pretty easy to determine. But happiness is something that I suppose you are feeling the rest of the time that you're not sad. But it's been kind of annoying me because I, I don't know at any given time whether I'm happy or whether I'm just travelling along letting things happen around me. So I thought what we might do this morning is have our own little mini happiness conference. A little chance for us to think about what it is that does make us feel contented and right with the world. See, I've done a bit of thinking about this since I had the conversation with my friend and I just realised that the things which content me, and let's start with contentment, that's probably a good grounding for, for happiness. Although I have nice things around me, I realise that I can live without a whole lot of those. I wouldn't like it, but I'd get used to it. But when I get down to it, the things that I really cannot do without, I don't want to imagine what it would be like without the support of my family, for instance. If they weren't close and if they weren't secure, if they weren't healthy, I would not feel happy. Then the next level you go to is that, that great group of people that are almost like family called your friends. Those people who will absolutely tell you the truth because they love you enough to do it. They make me feel what I think is happiness. I also like to be um, fairly secure. I like to feel as though I'm not frightened of anything. And I think the thing that gives me my greatest security, and this is just for me, it doesn't need to be for you, but I find my faith in God gives me a, a sense of this is where I'm headed, I feel as though when I'm nicely connected with God, then I feel that everything is kind of manageable. And that brings me a contentedness. The truth of it all, I suspect, is that Peter, James and John today 
may very well have been having their own happiness conference on Mount Tabor. They may well have been able to see for the first time what brings them joy and happiness. Because up until this stage, yes, they'd heard what Jesus had to say, they'd been quite aware of what he was trying to do, but I don't think until that moment that they heard the voice from the cloud say, this is him, this is the one, this is the guy who's actually telling you the truth. He's the one who will give you some sense of where it is that you're headed. He's the one who will give you the affirmation that you've been looking for. He's the one who will reassure you, who will strengthen what it is that you are fearing. He'll get you over those difficulties. All of that was said and no wonder they thought it was wonderful to be there because they were so relieved that I think that they moved to another level of happiness that uh, we are able to share in now. That's my reckoning of it all. Now, did you think it was a little odd in the middle of Lent for us to have such a, a powerful encounter with God in a, in a happy place? There's no accident that this reading is placed in the middle of our fasting and penance because it's supposed to remind us what we're doing that for. That answered the question for Peter, James and John. Why are you following this man? What is it that you're waiting to hear from him? And that was answered today. And I'm hoping that in some way in our little mini conference, you will ask the same question. What am I doing this for? What am I going through Lent for? What am I going through little acts of penance? Why am I giving up something? Now, if you don't know why, or if it's not giving you a sense of moving closer in your understanding of your relationship with God, well, stop it. There's no sense in giving something up if it's not giving you a message back. You almost might say the same about the practice of your faith. If coming here Sunday after Sunday isn't giving you some sort of grounding in what it is that you, you believe about God or what it is that you need something to to become sure about in your relationship with God, then you're probably not doing it right. Hopefully these words of scripture are giving you just some richer insight into what it is that God wants of you. And similarly, by your acts of penance throughout Lent, they're giving you a sense of, I now know how I place a whole lot of attention on things that are not necessary in life. I now know what it's like to kind of be in sync with the disciples and what Jesus was on about. If we can learn how to transform ourselves and our own lives through the sacrifices of Lent, then maybe we can reach further when the Easter event arrives. This Mass and all of them are supposed to be like Mount Tabor. To hear God call us by name and say to us, you too are my beloved. You're the ones with whom, to whom I've entrusted the message. You're the ones who've got the good news. We should be able to rise up and say, it is wonderful for us to be here because now I know the reason for my journeying in faith. And by what I see and experience here and through Lent, life becomes a lot more bearable. More than bearable. It should become joyful and, and peaceful and secure.
I'm afraid that's the end of our happiness conference, but like most conferences, you have to go home and live what it is that you've heard. Genuinely ask yourself who and what brings me happiness. And if your faith is not one of them, then we've still got some journeying to make. Come again to find out what it is that God is offering. And when Easter arrives, you will discover that you too are blessed by your Father. You are the ones who are beloved. Listen to him.